more time for your text messages this morning on the Retrovision text line, 0427 789 571. There's one here that just says, how good is Jadavi? Let's talk about Jadavi right now. Holly Watson, after the Pinjarra Cup win yesterday, she is with us on the line. Holly, good morning to you and congratulations. Thank you. Morning, Tim. Morning, Digby. How are you? We're okay, Holly. Well, the text message was, how good is Jadavi? You should answer that. Oh, she's unreal, isn't she? Yes, she is indeed. What were you thinking in the run? Because it was a terrific ride. They looked to be rolling. Yeah, they definitely were rolling early. I was just trying to keep her as comfortable as I can, as I could. And um, coming around the home corner, I seen all the other horses off the bit and I just knew I still had the horse underneath me to be able to let down. And she certainly let down very well. Did she let down as, as well as what you hoped for or was it perhaps a little bit closer than what you expected it maybe, or you always thought that was just exactly how it was going to play out? Oh, she let, like, obviously watching all her replays, you see how quick of a turn of foot she has, but it feels unreal. I said to um, Mr Shield that I've never had a horse let down like that in a staying race, so, yeah, it was unreal. When did you think, hello, 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 the Pinchara Cup's mine? <laughs> when I got past Joey and I... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I looked inside just to make sure there was no one else and then, yeah, had to give it a big salute. <laughs> yes, you did stand up in the irons. Did you get a fine? Uh, yeah, 250 but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good weekend. You can pay that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just for, for someone like you at the moment, obviously you're having a really good run of it over here, but to get a Pinjarra Cup just as one that can stand above a couple of your other achievements, how handy is that to have on the CV? Oh, very. You know, I'm only just early on in my career, so oh, just to be able to have those opportunities to be able to ride in those races now, and yeah, just it feels unreal. So, <laughs> doesn't happen all that often. You get to win a, a listed race as an apprentice, as you said. So, so one someone like yourself, Holly, who is still, you know, you still claim two in town. So, this is a good feather in your cap. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I've just got so much support behind me, and. Obviously, to be able to get put on those good horses that can just do it, and you just sit on them and you steer them around. So, yeah, no, just very thankful for the opportunities that I've had. All right, let's talk about Saturday if we can, and how's the serenity? Obviously, a mare that's come back in pretty good order this campaign, a pair of placings and a pair of wins. So, what did you make of the win back to the thousand on Saturday? Yeah, she was really good. She, um, she's very quick out of those gates, so I just had to play it as it came, and it came out really good. and Coming around the home corner, I seen old Louise. I was off the bit, and I just still had the horse underneath me, and give her a few kicks, and she let down awesome. She seems a very uncomplicated mare to ride, Holly. And I'm not being disrespectful of the job you've done. You've done a wonderful job on her, but she seems to be one of those horses. It's basically just point and shoot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what it is. You just steer around, and she'll take you. All right. What about the performance of Time Scale? What did you make of that? Yeah, she was really good. Uh, Obviously, last start was um, a little bit unlucky, but I figured figure her a bit more out this time, and, um, yeah, we got the job done. Absolutely. Now, obviously, both of those winners for Simon Miller, just to be around a stable that had the day like it did on Saturday afternoon with Amelia's Jewel as well, is it a good place to be around the S. Miller stable? Yeah. <laughs> I'm very lucky to, obviously, have this opportunity to be apprentice here. You know, all the team works really hard, and, yeah, it's just, very, very lucky, like I said. Well, congratulations on the win in the Pinjarra Cup yesterday. Also the double on Saturday, Holly. Thank you very much for your time this morning. We'll catch up with you again soon. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Dick B. There is Holly Watson with us after the win of Jadavi in yesterday's Pinjarra Cup. So...
Uh, well, Jadavi, what, what is next for her? Well, she's not getting any younger. That's the interesting <laughs> yeah. thing with this mayor, Tim. Like, she's, I think she is a seven or so. Yeah. She's rising eight. Um, she has had only the 34 starts, but she's never raced better. And she loves Pinjarra. Like, she's been to Pinjarra, you know, multiple times and, and has won multiple races. I think four of her, her last four wins have come at Pinjarra. Um, the longest straight there seems to suit her with her racing pattern. But the manner in which she was able to let down off the back of a genuinely run 2,300-metre race mm. at that level, that was a career peak, clearly. Yeah, it certainly was. Is she the type of mare, do you think, you know, she had a go at the La Trice on New Year's Day. Is she the type of mare that could come back for those mares races again over the carnival as an eight-year-old? Could she do it? Well, yeah, she probably could. Does she still retain the zest for racing at that stage? Well, you have to wait and see. On face value, you'd think that she's enjoying racing now more than she ever has, and certainly Ian has a really good handle on her. And a shout-out to him. He's done yeah. a wonderful job with this mare. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, because it's not much of her, but she continues to race very well, continues to hold condition. She's a little bit of a cult figure as well. When she won yesterday, you check out social media yeah. and it lit up. Jadabi was taking over Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, good on good on everyone. Yep. For, and has a, a connection to her because she is flying. She certainly is, as is Nature Strip. When it gets to grand final day, he was terrific again in the TJ on the weekend. A third straight TJ, a crowning moment for him if he hasn't had it already. But this was just reinforcement of how good he is on grand final day and how good the efforts of Chris Waller, James McDonald, and also Rod Lyons, the owner of Nature Strip, who is with us on the line. Rod, good morning to you and congratulations. Thank you very much and good morning to you. Good morning to you, Rod. As Tim said, congratulations. And I know it's a group one and you're up against some of the best sprinters in this land, but I dare say that was an easy watch. Look, um, you don't want to go the early crow on this game, as we know, but from the 800 metres, you could see it that he was travelling beautifully in a beautiful rhythm. Um, you know, from being an ex-bike rider, I was a bit concerned Nash got right into the slipstream, but when he exploded, he just put a gap on them. You know, he was uh, he was travelling so well, and you're right, it was a pretty easy watch. Were you surprised at how things played out early? Did you think you might have to work a little bit harder to get the front? Um, yeah, I did. I, I, I thought that uh, he would uh, kick up a bit greater, but, I mean, there is a little bit of a question mark over him running a really strong 1,200, uh, at the rural, rural elite level, he's a damn good horse, Eclato. He's uh, he can be a nuisance, but he's, he's a damn good horse. But I think that's was in the back of Nash's mind too. You know, maybe trying to um, you know cuddle him to run out the twelve hundred. So, I mean, if he had it kicked up, he probably would have absolutely gassed himself and probably also put a you know dent now. Um, so he probably did the right thing. Rod, was the advice from Chris? that he had this horse absolutely primed to run the race of his life again because the market would suggest that was the case. Yes, he really did. When he got beaten the other day, I mean, he, he rang me and said, don't worry, he said, uh, there's a stack of improvement and he will be ready for the grand final. And, you know, Chris is a fantastic grand final trainer, there's no doubt about it. He was very, very bullish on Saturday. He really thought that uh, whatever, whatever beat him would win. And, of course, nothing did. Yeah, exactly right. Is it his crowning moment, do you feel, or did that come in the spring? Look, I, you know, how could you say, I mean, the Everest is a fantastic race. He's won three TJs. I'm a bit of a historian, so I, I like the fact that, that, that the, the three TJs is going to put him in the record books in the memory of people for a long time to come. So I think it was a terrific uh, uh, moment. Hopefully he's got a few more in front of him still.
He's only, you know, while he's seven-year-old, he's lightly raced. Only had 36, 37 starts. So, so this start, you know, I'd say the Everest and and this win was certainly uh, on a par. Right, he's just won a lazy 18 million in stakes and and bonuses. Um, <laughs> is he likely to head to England now? Look, we've got a. We're going to speak to Chris next week. He's pretty busy with the sales yep. here in Sydney and what have you, and. Majority of the owners want to go. Uh, we've we've um, had contact with with Royal Ascot, with Nick Smith over there, and just a few things to be ironed out. A few things that we might be able to improve on. And uh, um, majority of owners want to go. If we can work it out, and Chris feels he can get him over there, and then getting back for the Everest, we'll, we'll definitely be going for sure. What are some of those things that you said that you're hoping to improve on? Oh, just a few little. Uh, Little, um, yeah, financial issues okay. and stuff like that, and, and trying to sort out, um, you know, jockey and and uh, all all those things just to, to okay. need, need to be finalised. So I know exactly what what it's going to cost us. You know, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, what would it mean if you can go and conquer the world at Royal Ascot? Have you have you dared to dream about that? Certainly have. If, yeah, I mean, when, when you get in the horses, you you know, you get in with your mates and you happen to go to the bush and win a race and have a good time and. Be lucky enough to win a race in town to get a horse like this is fantastic. And I'm a Royal, I've been to Royal Ascot and uh, often thought I'd love to come back here with a horse. So you're right, it would be a, that would be a crowning moment, a glory to get over there and and um, you know show the problems what we got. It would be terrific. Now, Rod, you're going to have some money j- jump into the bank account in the next week or so. Are you going to be spending a bit at the Easter Yearlings House? Uh, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were going to go out there today, but I'm coming. I'm coming home. I'm, I'm in Sydney. I'm, I come from Melbourne, so I'm coming home. And we we're going out to the sales today. And a couple of the boys, Kiwi boys, went home early, so I decided to come home early. So we're not out there being tempted, but it doesn't mean the phone won't start ringing tomorrow. <laughs> or something, you know? uh, Have a look at this one. Have a look at this one. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. Rod, congratulations, Saturday afternoon. Great to see Nature Strip, three on the bounce. He is undoubtedly the best sprinter in the land. Might very well be the best horse in the land as well. All the very best going forward. Thanks, fellas. Good on you. There is Rod Lyons, the owner of Nature Strip, with us on the program. So maybe, just maybe, a trip to Royal Ascot. And we need we need a bit of renewed interest from an Australian point of view at Royal Ascot because I think it's just gone by the wayside the last couple of years. Yeah, but again, you know... <laughs> You're not racing for a great deal of money no. over there, so why would you go? And, and I understand exactly what you're saying, Tim, but what's what's the lure? Well, what's bigger, an Everest or going up there? And when you look at Nature Strip, and now this might be different because he's won an Everest and he's won three TJs. He's won 20 races out of 37 starts and he's run seven runner-up placings and one third. Prize money, $17,949,784 and bonuses, $104,400. So he's pushed past $18 million. So there is money in the kitty if you do want to go to Royal Ascot and maybe, just maybe, jeopardise an Everest defence. Another Everest, he gets close to $30 million, maybe even over it in the build-up too. But that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. You, get a, you have to go to England mm. and then you have to come back. Get, come back. Horse needs a spell. Yep. You know, is that going to complicate... Your defence of the Everest, it probably is. Mm. So you then have to weigh it all up. Oh, what does the future look like for Hitotsu? I, I think we have to ask that question. Who's the best three-year-old in the land again? Animo gets a chance to return serve this week, but 
Hitotsu doing something that was done most recently by Mahogany, of course, taking out the Derby double, the VRC and the ATC Derby. And just for good measure, an Australian guineas in the middle as well. Johnny Allen is with us on the line now. John, good morning to you. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, how are you going, guys? Um, thanks very much. Yeah, good morning to you, John. What a horse. Yeah, yeah, look, obviously, um, yeah, great performance. There Saturday was uh, very tough and he, he had that will to win, so um, he needed all all, all his um, attributes on Saturday. Just take us through the closing stages when yourself, Allegron, and also Benno came together. Were you confident that he would be the one that really pinned the ears back and show that want to win? Yeah, look, he, he really showed in the guineas. You know, he really um, had to fight hard to win to win that day. So I was actually, I quickened up out wide and I, I spotted kind of Huey obviously making a run in between and back to my inside. But I was actually a little surprised when but Nadal's horse loomed up outside us and probably put a good neck on us. So, um, yeah, look, he, he really did have to dig deep and did a bump in it. Probably didn't feel as bad as what it looked on the video, but um, we, we got a good bump and looked at really fired him up and um, I think nearly, um, you know, he really got to fight him and, and um, yeah, look, as you said, he, he put his head down and fought him off and, and ha- had him well held into line. John, did you have any concerns about him getting through the ground? Uh, a little, um, and I still don't think he, like, obviously he was good enough to get through and win, but Definitely didn't think he really handled it. He never travelled that well for me Saturday, which which is a bit unlike him. So um, yeah, look, there was a little concern there. I was confident he was the best horse in the race, but we hadn't he hadn't been on those conditions. So um, so it was a bit of an unknown. Clearly, you've got a wonderful association with this colt, John. Can you feel when you get on his back the first time, second time, race day that you're aboard a pretty special equine animal? Yeah, look, he he, always, he has that bit of class about him. You know, he's a beautiful moving horse and oh, gives a great feel even just, just, just cantering to the gates. You know, he's got that real athletic stride, covers the ground well. So, um, yeah, ever since, obviously, I didn't get on him until he was a three-year-old. Um, but, look, always, always gives, gives a nice feel of, of a real nice horse. We're with John Allen here after the win of Hitotsu in the ATC Derby. So come his four-year-old campaign, could it be anything? Could it be the Cups, the plate, dare you say, it, even back up to Sydney for a Golden Eagle if Kieran and David wanted to go that way? Yeah, look, I'm not sure. I, I think the main target, the talks of trying to get him to Cox Plate. Obviously, if he comes up well as a four-year-old, I think um, he's definitely targeting the bigger races in spring. And look, he showed on Saturday, and obviously in Clemson, the VRC Derby, he's a very good player as well. So, yeah, look, I'm not sure what will be on the cars after the Cox Slate, but I think that's his main goal for now, anyway. Okay, secret glamour finished down the track in the Adrian Knox on the weekend. Will she back up and will you ride going towards the Oaks on Saturday? Uh, a possibility she'll back up. Well, she was a little disappointed Saturday, but she just got on a wrong lead getting around the home bend and really kind of lost her way and then sit on again when it was all over. So um, look, there's a possibility she might back up Saturday, but um, she's probably going to have to lift on that performance. Okay. And Yonce gets her crack at a Group 1 in the Coolmore Legacy. Can she get a very well-deserved Group 1 or a black-top win this campaign, knowing that she's on a winning streak at the moment? Yeah, look, she, she's been unbelievable so far. and You know, she's um, 
she's really stepped up her game every day she's gone to the races so yeah looking forward to her um, her track rider gallop her Saturday she said she galloped very well the reverse way and look she'll have no issue with the ground soft up there she'll um, think she'll relish in the wet track so really looking forward to riding her Saturday all right, John, thank you very much for your time. Well done Saturday afternoon and all the best going forward to this Saturday at Ramwick. All right, thanks very much, guys.